Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen Another Digital Citizen And gentlemen, welcome to a new week, a new episode of uh, another digital citizen. I almost said that wrestling show. That's funny. <laughs> no joke. I was. I'm. I'm. I'm clearly in my mind today. Uh, hello, Luke. Hi, everybody. How's it going? I don't. I don't know why I almost said that wrestling show. Maybe the Bill is thinking about me. I guess so. Yeah. I'm. Uh, yeah. yeah, you guys are doing something over there on Bill's, I want to say channel, but Bill's feed, if you're, uh, yeah, if you're connected to his feed on whatever podcast on streaming Patreon. services, yeah. Yes, on Patreon, we're doing After Dark, right. as we call it. Yeah, we call it After Dark, <laughs> because that's, uh, that's, uh, that's the... The whole point is that we whispered that title. It makes it intriguing, you know. Right. After dark. How's your week been? Pretty fast. Uh, I, yeah. I got. Do you ever clip your fingernail just a little tiny bit too short? And it's like the most <laughs> yeah. annoying thing in the entire world. That I did that yes. this week. And so, like, just my one, okay. my left hand pointer finger, like when I wear mm -hmm. gloves or like when I try to pick stuff up it's my fingernail i cut it just the tiniest bit too short it's not painful it's not like you know it, it's just annoying it's just the most annoying thing <laughs> <laughs> yeah that sounds annoying um you know i have had a lacklustering week be with a lot of meetings and a lot of organization a lot of like things that need to get in shape and yeah, no, it just feels like, uh, I've talked a little about it, when you stop one process, you have to start other processes, and like, things, things, uh, thing takes more time than you think it takes, and then you get frustrated over that it takes more time, and then you get irritated, and then, yeah, I just feel, I just feel pretty crappy, to be honest, I don't, I don't feel any enjoyment other than this show of course because i'm very much looking forward to this this is the highlight of my week is doing this podcast talking to you talking to the audience it is very 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 fun we get to talk about things that i don't usually talk about so i like that yeah a lot to talk about this week it seems like uh plenty of yeah, news and i get to plenty of plenty of tv news for sure yeah, definitely a lot of TV news. Uh, and I get to practice my English. So, that's a plus. Oh, good. I yeah. mean, you're, you're already pretty good in English, I think. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> some, some days I'm very good at English. Some days right, I'm yeah, like sure. Yeah. Extremely I'm, shit at it. At, yeah, some days better than others, but I we always seem to... I seem to always understand you, at least. <laughs> but I've gotten, kind of yeah. gotten used to it over years of yeah. hanging out, yeah. I guess. You, but... you, 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 have, you have a Norwegian 
dictionary almost. Not, like, not, not quite Norwegian dictionary, but well, nor, yes. nor, nor English, nor nor English, yeah, nor English, yeah. What does "pro" mean? Really mean to say dictionary? <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's talk about some news. Uh, hey, uh, we talked about uh, uh, Biden sending some bombers to Norway. Well, he has done it again. Uh, another place this time. It says here a pair of B fifty two bombers. So you got you. There were B one bombers, I think. There, right? Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. These are uh, fifty one more. I don't know what the numbers mean in these, but <laughs> I, I have no clue. Yeah, I was just I, I I was just going to ask you that. You know the difference? No, I I'm assuming it's bigger because the number's <laughs> bigger. That makes sense, right? It's like super soakers. No the super clue. soaker 100 was smaller than the super soaker 200, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, a pair of B-52 bombers flew over Midi, the Mid East, on Sunday in a latest mm. mission in the region aimed at warning Iran. Amid tensions between Washington and Tehran, uh, the flight between two heavy bombers came as pro-Iranian satellite channel based out of Beirut uh, broadcast Iranian military drone footage of an Israeli ship hit by a mysterious explosion days earlier. I have a I have a question that's not related to this case at all. Okay. Do you remember? Do you remember the last time you saw Biden? Uh, last time I physically saw him? Yeah, on TV. Um, it was the, uh, whenever that town hall was, what, two weeks ago or something, yeah? Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, he has n never been in media, like, after he, he even gotten into his presidency. I, like, I never see anything about Biden on TV anymore. It's so weird. And then he does something stupid like this, because this is stupid. This is so fucking stupid. If I was the leader of Iran, I would be so fucking pissed. Uh, it, it says here the military did not directly mention Iran in its statement. Uh, <clears throat> saying the flight was uh, to deter aggression and reassure partners and allies of the U.S. military. Okay. Right, so everybody but Iran. It says Biden has expressed a desire to return to a deal if Iran honors the deal's limits on on its nuclear program. However, the tensions remain high after uh, militants in Iraq, likely backed by Iran, continue to target American interests. Oh yeah, likely? Is it as likely as they have nuclear weapons likely, or is it likely likely? <laughs> It just says, right, it, that's just it. Like, last week, they made it sound like, oh, it definitely was back, it yeah. was definitely Iran who definitely. backed these people. But now, in this Associated it, Press, it says, it's like, they, they were likely backed by, uh, right. by the how last many percent? How many percentage are likely? Of, of the, the likelihood of it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> when does it uh, the threshold go over to unlikely? Is that under 50%? <laughs> Yeah, how, what is, and also what is the likelihood that they're backed by some other country? What is the percentage of right. that? Right. Uh, yeah. Biden last month launched airstrikes just over the border in Syria, uh, joining every American president from Ronald Reagan onward who has ordered a bombardment of Middle Eastern countries. 
Right, yeah. A very proud and good tradition you have there. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I thought that was... Super. A, I mean, I guess I'm not surprised when I think about it. It's totally oh, true well. that every president since Reagan has bombed the Middle East. It's just crazy to yeah. think about. It says more about the American policy than anything else. I think it just it says why... that like the presidency, when it comes to these kind of foreign... Uh, wars, the presidency is not really an indicator of how we're going <laughs> to... We're not going to change because the president changes, right? It seems like. Yeah. Sometimes I don't wonder why extremist groups like uh, Al-Qaeda and things like that gets their recruitment. It's just like, look at American policy and see why. Like, uh, would you rather be a part of ISIS where we fight against the Americans or would you be on the American side? Like, I can fucking understand it sometimes. Like, sometimes I, I get it. I get it why there are people that are more interested in terrorism because, I, to be honest, sometimes American policy when it comes to countries down in the Middle East is like, lacking to say it mildly like what the fuck are you doing there (laughs) like leave those countries alone uh there's been discussion about uh biden saying he wants to get out of afghanistan um Mm. because i we've been at a war there for basically almost what almost my whole life what two-thirds of my life we've been in war with (laughs) afghanistan um but uh, I think both Obama and Trump said they were going to get out of war, uh, get troops out of Afghanistan, and they didn't do yeah. it. So there you go. Yeah. No, I just it irritates me. It, it irritates me that people don't understand the correlation between extremism and um, the policy of the American state. Like people don't see the. Uh, red threads between those things, and I do, and it's kind of frustrating to have to explain it to everybody because it's so obvious. I, this is just escalating tensions that were already um, there were already tensions between America and Iran, and Iran has come yeah. out even this week and said, "Hey, we'll we'll join um, we'll join a a deal uh, right with you and." The American government, or, right, even in this article it says that Biden has chosen not to because he wants them to follow a specific uh, nuclear deal, uh, and they don't necessarily, they said they would sign it, but for some reason we haven't, like, the two sides haven't come together to make a deal yet, is what it is. Yeah. And then... Yeah, and then do this. Right, exactly. Which... That that is so contrary to everything that has to do with peace. Like like I said, I wouldn't I, if I was the leader of Iran and I was uh, I wanted to make a strong statement. I had to do something. Like I can understand. I can totally understand that. It, it just also if they want to get it in into a deal, it, this just makes um, I, trying to get a deal um, ironed out and put through harder because uh, it makes the tensions higher, right? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
let's go to uh, the EU lawmakers. Uh, they strip uh, Puigdemont uh, to uh, others, Catalans, of uh, immunity. Uh, the European Parliament has voted to waive the immunity of the head of Catalonia's regional government, the two separatist lawmakers taking them, and two separatist lawmakers taking them steps closer to extradition to Spain, where they are going to be charged with sedition. Yeah. Um, do you remember this years I ago? I do remember this. Right. Yes. Um, we've been talking a little bit about Catalonia, what, in the last two weeks? Yeah. About everything that's happened with the, what, since the Catalonian government, uh, the Catalonians, uh, I don't want to say took over the government, but they gained power in the government right. in Spain. Right. right. Uh, yeah. The chamber announced Tuesday that EU lawmakers had voted clearly in favor of stripping the immunity from prosecution of Puigdemont and two former cabinet members. The three told news... A news conference at the Parliament in Brussels, they would appeal uh, against the vote in the European Union's top court. Yeah, and that's that's kind of what I've I I, I said last week. Well, like the reason why why Spain is so uh, opposite of uh, giving Catalan away is because everything that has any value in Spain is in that region of Spain. So I can understand that. Right, he's. He uh, put himself. It's his, he's in a self-imposed exile in Belgium. Um, formerly mm-hmm. uh, members of the European Parliament in June 2019, uh, he was officially a member from January 2020. Uh, it says all subject subjects to European arrest warrants issued by Spain, which seek extradition. Uh, this was related to a role of him organizing a 2017 independence referendum uh, deemed illegal by Spanish courts. Right. Right. Yeah. And we talked about at, at the point we were like, yeah, they should have, <laughs> they should have followed this <laughs> voting. That was totally, it was legal. And there was a very clear winner as well. Like uh, the Catalonians once, uh, independency. It's very clear that they want independency. Like, like, wh- wh- why are they holding so hard? But I think this is sending the wrong me- message. I think the EU are once and for all like showing their their true cards, like to and uh, like taking this immunity away is just a bad way of getting those people uh, in a dangerous situation. It just, it, it also last, I think it was last week. We talked about them arresting uh, the rapper who is, he was outspoken right. pro um, Catalonia. Uh, mm. They arrest that guy. And then this happens the next week. It seems like they get, they got a little tiny bit of power and the people who are, are have even more power went, Oh, well, now, if you're going to have a little bit of power, we're going to make your life as miserable as <laughs> right. possible. Right. As possible, yeah. <laughs> we're going to make it so fucking hard on you. <laughs> yeah, no. It, it, it is very irritating to see. Um, let's talk some vaccine stuff. Uh, we have some good news. Uh, Russia is going to make their Sputnik V vaccine in Italy, and that will be uh, first in the EU. That is uh, good news. Uh, the deal was signed 
uh, with the Italian subs subsidiary of a Swiss-based pharmaceutical company, and Kirill Dim... I don't even know. Dimitriv, the CEO of uh, a Russian direct investment fund, uh, production of a planned 10 million doses this year is set to launch in July in Italy of the Sputnik yeah. V. Uh, it has not been approved yet for EU use in the EU, but the body's regulator, the European Medicine Agency, or the EMA, mm. started a rolling review of the vaccine last week. Russian authorities are working on 20 similar collaborations with different countries in Europe. Yeah, and I, I don't think they would be using so much money from the Russian government if they weren't uh, 100% uh, ready to give this to the world. And I don't think they would have done it if they were not 100% sure if they would get the, the EU stamp, stamp of approval. Uh, it would be weird using ten million dollars on a project of making vaccines that will never come out. And this is already they just it, this is just not approved for this specific body, right? right? We've already talked yes. about how it's been found to be ninety plus percent effective. So, right. Um, the EU has been criticized for its slow vaccine rollout, and some EU nations have decided not to wait for the approval. Uh, Hung Hungary became the EU's f uh, first country to authorize Sputnik V for for use. Okay, right. So they just so were I like, guess... "Yeah, screw you, EU. Yeah. We're just gonna do it." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because like like we this is one of the reasons why I think like yeah, Britain went out of the EU. EU is not effective when it comes to things like this. Like if one country is like, "No, I don't want this." <laughs> they can just like say oh okay then it's not going through uh, but yeah fully vaccinated people can gather without masks uh, the CDC says is this good news I don't know and is this a good plan well let's read a little bit fully vaccinated Americans can gather with other vaccinated people indoors without wearing a mask or socially distancing according to uh, long-awaited guidance from fed federal health officials. The recommendation also said that vaccinated people can come together uh, in the same way in a single household with people considered low risk for severe disease. Okay. Uh, such as in the case of vaccinated grandparents visiting healthy grandchildren. Okay. Uh, the Center for Disease Control and Prevention announced its guidance on Monday. The guidance is designed to address the growing demand for more adults uh, as more adults have been vaccinated and wondering if it gives them greater freedom to visit family members, travel, and do other things. Right. So, is this a good idea? Um, I don't know. I, 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 how do you... How do you regulate this, is my question. Uh, yeah. Uh, I go to you and I say, hey, I've gotten the vaccine and you have to trust me, I guess. <laughs> right, it's not, they're not suggesting that you have to have, like, a, I don't know, some kind of, like, card or whatever that some people have talked right. about in the past. Uh, this is just, like, a, gu a guidance being like, hey, this is, if you have a bunch of people you know who are vaccinated, then maybe it's okay to get together. Um... 
I don't know. It still seems risky, right? But uh, it, it just it, this is just a guidance. This isn't like okay, now everybody just go start hanging out together. I think. Right. So I was a little curious with this article. So I I I went online and I checked brothels in in Las Vegas. Did you know that every brothel in Las Vegas is closed? Well, I would assume. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I never thought about it and, though. Right. Yeah. No. And I, I was like, uh, that uh, that is. Uh, I, and I was thinking of this when I was reading the article, like. That would be the perfect thing of having like a, a way of of getting business up if you want to open your brothel again. Is like having a corona-free uh, brothel, and you use that as a commercial. Like okay. every girl in our our our, our brothel has checked themselves, nobody, and has gotten the vaccine. <laughs> I, I, well, I would assume that's going to happen eventually. Like, that's going to be yeah. a selling point for uh, probably... Well, you don't really ever see, like, commercials for movie theaters, do you? But if you were to see a no. commercial for a movie theater, that would be it in the next few months. Is like, all of our staff it, have been tested and everybody here, you know... Yeah, I guess, has vaccine, yeah. Right, we everything's clean, whatever, this and that. Yeah, no, so I was thinking... Uh, I, I was thinking like because because uh, I, I was thinking like, like to myself that business has to be hurt in this corona times like yeah of course it is it, I don't find that weird at all I don't uh, I just so, never thought about it but I mean it, yeah. yeah um I mean how many I don't even know how many uh, of those there are in Las Vegas I know there's like at least two or three that I know of so oh there's a lot of brothels in 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 Nevada. Oh, okay. More than you think, yeah. Uh, and everybody is like, "Oh, we're going to have a grand opening the first of May." <laughs> Everybody's like, "Oh, come to us the first of May," or was it the second of May? I think it was the first. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, I don't know where that tension came from. Uh, let's go to Myanmar, um, because holy fuck, Myanmar. Uh, oh, this has been terrible watching. Uh, there has been protests there, and uh, uh, a lot of police violence as, le- as well. Right, we covered a while ago when, <clears throat> excuse me, the military took over the government. Uh, there was a military coup in the country. Remember, I think the first time we talked about it was the lady who was doing the aerobic workout in front of like right. a military coup. Yeah. Right. Uh, protesters against a military takeover in Myanmar carried homemade shields and moved with more caution and agility Tuesday, adapting new tactics to the escalating violence from security forces. Uh, in Mandalay, the nation's second largest city, about a thousand demonstrators emerged onto the streets uh, carrying shields marked with a three-fingered salute, the movement's symbol of defiance. They marched for just a few minutes before dispersing to avoid a possible confrontation with riot police. Uh, surf- uh, excuse me, Security forces trying to stop people from gathering have used water cannons, tear gas, rubber bullets uh, most often, but have also... Uh, against firing live ammunition at crowds. Yeah, I found it a little ironic that it's the same greeting as uh, 
uh, they do in the Hunger Games, but uh, that's something else. Uh, but yeah, um, but uh, I saw so many videos of this, and uh, the protesters—they kind of look like uh, people that work in the mine or something because they have those uh, hot hats. Is that what you call them? I don't know what you mean. On their head. They have their hot hats. I don't know what that is. <laughs> but sure, uh, I, don't, I didn't see the video you're referring to either, so... Oh, uh, well, there's a lot of pictures in this article from AP as well. They oh, okay, let hats. me see. Uh, and uh, that's like mining, mining hats. They work uh, sure. with, with mining hats. And uh, yeah, no, and I've seen a lot of like uh, police being uh, and uh, military being very, very brutal against protesters. So I understand that why they want to protect themselves with shields and hot hats. Right. It says the crackdown has left more than sixty protesters dead, but has failed to slow the wide uh, the widespread protests. Uh, this comes against a February 1st coup that ousted the elected government, right? Yeah. Hey, look, uh, do we have a Nazi treasure train update? Not quite. <laughs> Almost. It's a lost Civil War gold update. Ah. <laughs> yeah, we did, we did cover this at the time. Uh, recently disclosed <laughs> FBI documents have revealed that the excavation almost three years ago was a search for lost Civil-era gold. If you remember at the time, they didn't want to say why they were digging up mm -hmm. the area, but we kind of put two and two that. together at the time. Yes. Uh, the yes. secret dig was carried out in Pennsylvania three years ago this month as a father and son duo provided a tip-off to the federal agency. Documents revealed that the FBI dig was disclosed in a court... Uh, the FBI dig was disclosed in court documents in recent days following a lawsuit brought by the, by the father and son against them, who claim, uh, the FBI claimed nothing was found. The site, about 135 miles northeast of Pittsburgh, is supposedly the spot where Civil, era, Civil War era shipment of Union gold was either lost or stolen. Okay. Mm. Yeah, I remember this. Uh, this was just when we did the, the at the end of the Nazi treasure train, so we were like, "Oh, finally, new new uh, secret uh, uh, civil war gold!" Yay! <laughs> right, exactly, and and at, yeah, we had heard that there was like these guys had maybe found some civil war gold, and then the FBI took over the site and kicked them out. Mm -hmm. at, and we were kind of like, well, what's going on here? Um, what did they, what do they know that we don't know? Um, and it turns out that these, this, this family is suing them. Um, I guess because they've obviously they found it first, uh, until right. the lawsuit, the FBI had long refused to disclose why they went digging in the area and described the court-authorized excavation of what evidence suggested may have been cultural a cultural heritage site. Uh, but the family believes the federal agency was hiding something about the dig, which recently disclosed documents confirm as a search for a cache uh, that was uh, a specific size, right? So they were looking for a specific, like, 
chest. Uh, yeah, the FBI didn't want to say they were searching for this, but it turns out right. that they definitely were. <laughs> hey, look, I get to ask the most important uh, question of all time. Who let the dogs out? Woof, 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 woof. Uh, Joe Biden, apparently. Oh. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, yeah, this, this was news this week, I guess. It was news. Joe and Joe Biden's German <laughs> Shepherds have been removed from the White House after the younger dog reportedly bit a security agent. According to the U.S. media, the pets have been sent back to the Biden family home in Wilming, Wilmington, Delaware. It follows... Yeah. Uh, Major's aggressive behavior towards the White House staff. The Bidens adopted him in 2018. He became the first dog from an animal shelter to live in the White House. Okay. Anonymous sources tell CNN that he had been jumping, barking, and charging at White House staff and security. You know, it's important when uh, the press secretary, Jen Pasayoki, has to answer dog questions in, 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 the, in the briefing in the White House. Not only that, she came out, I think, yesterday and was like, somebody asked, well, if they're not going to have a dog, when, when are they going to have their cat come to the White House? And right. the, it, so she was kind of like... It, it, what did she say? She said the worst thing. She said, once the cat gets there, it's going to break the internet, which I hate when people say that. It's the uh, worst saying ever. Oh, that is such a stupid saying. Right. Uh, but I, I feel a little let down that the people didn't ask who let the dogs out. So it's that. Hey, uh, Ice Fisherman, uh, do you know who that is? Do I know what an Ice Fisherman is? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah. An ice fisherman has uh, talked uh, um, about Joe Biden, stimulus check, and bombing Syria. Should we talk, uh, listen to what the ice fisherman said? Yeah, it's pretty fast, so give me a countdown. In three, two, one, go. Young Democrats like Ben see a lot of promises unkept. They're putting that stimulus check on the back burner. They're put in the minimum wage hike on the back burner and they're dropping bombs in Syria right now and those bombs are kind of expensive for a dude who owes me two thousand <laughs> <laughs> This guy nailed it. It nailed it. Nailed it <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. I, I, it, yep. it is very true. It's like um you look at the bombings that are going on and there's always money to bomb places, but for some reason we right. can't have a, a minimum wage hike. We can't have uh, any kind of uh, just uh, normal um, stimulus uh, like other countries have, where a lot of other countries have just been uh, paying people this whole time during the pandemic. America is like, we have to fight for every little tiny scrap to get to people, yeah. you know what I mean? So. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that fisherman, that fisherman is my hero. <laughs> he just said it all, all right. Hey, look, uh, do you like the free market? Um, not, well, there's good, to, good things and bad things, I guess, about any kind of free market. 
Yeah. <laughs> well, don't think too hard about it because it's just an illusion. According to Tron, that will tell the truth. This is Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. The free market is an illusion. Yes, it never existed and can never exist. Well, let me think of one thing. Uh, the first one is very easy. If you have no rules and regulations, what do you do when you have monopolies? Well, somebody said, like, we don't want state to have a monopoly on healthcare. We don't want the state to have a monopoly on this. We don't want the state to have a monopoly on that. But that can be difficult. We have a total free market, too. In no way, we used to have a lot of private securities companies. Now we have two. Yes, two. Well, there are a lot of small ones, but they cannot get the same contracts. And this is why. When you had an offer in Herringbergen, one of the companies took the price so low they didn't even earn money. No, they didn't earn money on the object they were going to protect. And they could do that just dumping the price so low to get other people to get bankrupt in the market. So far, but they have so much money, they don't need to think about it. So they sit here again with all the monopoly. Two companies recently used to share the different objects here in Bergen. But there's a lot of other companies too to do that. You get companies who can just decide everything. And you have the government to the left and the right with them. No regulation in the market means no competition in the market. No, when you have, the old like in Heringberg, we have a, a big quarrel, but uh, we don't have enough parking space in the city, so people cannot drive to the city and use money. The problem is, small businesses cannot afford being in the city. That's because the prices are too high, because big landowners have monopoly over the property. So again, they blame the government just to give them more things so they can even more money to keep the monopoly. That's what's going on and on and on again. In some I mean in the eighties and nineties there were a lot of horrible like, sci-fi movies about a world being run by private companies. But we are there now. The society is not run by countries anymore, not by politicians with a vision. Not to the left and not to the right. You saw that a few days ago when they have a relief package in the United States and even Democrats voted against minimum wage. Yes, minimum wage they voted against. And they are the left? Fuck you. They are corporate, greedy, fucking shitholes like Republicans. Nothing better. But this means Norway too. The same assholes, the same asshole over the, all over the line. But what are people doing? Do they attack those assholes? Do they attack Wall Street? Do they attack the rich? No. They attack the fucking democratic buildings. They're blaming foreigners. They're doing a lot of racist shit. Not only is... When people say the country is moral bankrupt, it is. But not in the way the conservatives try to believe it, it is. We are moral corrupt. We are moral bankrupt because it's not about truth versus not truth anymore it's about we just want what we're thinking and hoping to be the truth that is the fucking problem 
we are going to world with bigger and bigger companies. But hungry people just want to eat more and more and more. They cannot be taught reason and they're never going to learn until somebody set the rules and regulations to them. It was Tron with Tron Tells the Truth. Have a fucking nice evening. Thank you, Tron. Uh, before we go into TV, let's talk a little about Paramount Plus because you have gotten a new streaming service that isn't new at all. I mean, there's some new stuff, right? But it, it <laughs> there was a streaming service called CBS All Access, which was um, just it was just all TV shows from CBS. Uh, mm. Now Paramount Plus add it. It adds a whole bunch of extra content, but it's the same basic ser- service as CBS All Access was. Same um, format as far as the app it goes and everything. Um, they did add some old Paramount movies, um, but so far there isn't much new on there, to be honest. No. I mean, uh, we'll talk about some of the shows in a second, but, it, I mean, the, yeah. the big thing that they're kind of pushing is that, uh, number one, Mission Impossible 7 is going to be there after uh, going to the movie theaters, obviously. Um, so that's going to be kind of the biggest one, but then... The Frasier reboot, which we talked about last week, I believe, mm-hmm. that's going to be on there. Honestly, it's not does not seem like that great of a deal to me for uh, as far as like comparatively to other streaming services. This is not something that I see people going. Oh, we definitely have to go out and get that. Yeah, no, I I totally agree with you. Uh, I think I think they they've. Uh they fall in the trap of uh, just renaming it and not giving it any more content. Uh, uh, for people that are uh, like you that has CBS All Access, uh, this is a total waste of uh, uh, money. I mean, two, two new shows and a movie. I mean, <laughs> it's not that much. Uh, at least in the first week, right? Uh, right. Yeah, I mean, more stuff will come, but um, sure. But just now, now right. it doesn't feel 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 good at all. We have a very in, in, interesting graph here. Should we talk a little about it? Yeah, sure. Why do you go? I mean, if you wanted, there was a, there's a Vox article called uh, "The Problems for Paramount Plus." Um, and it's got a it's got a graph it's got a few graphs in there. But which one did you right. want to talk about first? I was thinking CBS All Access uh, has. Uh, so this is how much percentage they lose uh, from uh, when people uh, 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 sign up to their, their service, and seven months later. Uh, and uh, CBL All Access uh, during those seven months have lost fifty-two percent uh, uh, since they started. Uh, no, it says in the first uh, half of twenty twenty. So it says right. people who have newly subscribed to the streaming service in the first half of twenty twenty who still have it, and then this is the percentage right. of people who still have have it. So uh, it says, let's see, CBS All Access specifically, fifty-two percent still have it. Right, which means 48% got rid of it um, since then. 
Uh, Netflix is the winner uh, with 74%. That is pretty amazing. 74%, yeah. Uh, with Hulu being the second one, then, and then Disney Plus right next to it, 66 and 67 Um But honestly, I'm not surprised by most of these, uh, like the order they're in. Um, no. Because Netflix has... Be, yeah. It's got yeah. the most value for the price you're paying, the and money. I would say Definitely. Hulu is the next down on that for as far as oh, value. Yeah. Disney Plus, while not having a ton of great content, it's not as expensive as HBO Max, HBO no. Max, which does have a bunch of good content, but is more expensive, right? right? So I see why those are there. Um, I guess the only one that makes me go, wow, that's pretty amazing, is Apple Plus or <laughs> Apple TV Plus. <laughs> yeah. Which over the uh, over those seven months only retained thirty four percent of their audience who had subscribed to Apple TV Plus. That is pretty amazingly bad. But uh, at least the Disney Plus can uh, put themselves on their back. They have gotten a hundred million subscribers in the first sixty months. That is really really much. Yes, but I guess. Going back to why we're talking about all this, uh, Paramount Plus. Uh, yes. It says here, on average, people have more streaming video subscriptions than they used to, but are more than likely to just pay for only one. Uh, and we got another graph here where it shows like a majority of people in the last two years have been paying for one subscription. It's a v like it's a very small, um, within twenty percent of people who have mm -hmm. over one um, subscription service. It's it changed a little bit in the last year, probably mostly because of the pandemic and people being stuck at their right. houses. Uh, but generally, somewhere in between 60 and 70% of people aren't paying for more than one streaming service. And right. we have, what, eight to 10 streaming, 20 st streaming services possible out there? And <laughs> right, right. And something like 70% of people are only subscribing to one, which means mm -hmm. a, a lot of people are not subscribing to a lot of these services. They're just there, right? Yeah, and uh, it shows also that Netflix customers are least likely to have any other streaming service subscription. That right, which, which makes sense. Also interesting, yeah. Again, like because I said, they... it's the most bang for your buck. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. And, but it just it means that Paramount Plus is gen it's not going to do well. And a lot of these streaming no. services that we see on the bottom of the list, Apple TV Plus, Showtime, yeah. uh Stars Stars, uh I think it's Stars Access or whatever it's called, those are all going to be gone fairly soon, I think. Or at least or maybe get, you know, kind of gobbled up by other uh streaming services. Yeah. I said it uh, in the end of uh, last year's that I do think that Apple TV Plus will go first. I don't have any any. The only thing keeping it around that. right now, to me, is the fact that Apple just has a ridiculous amount of money, and they don't really, yeah, they don't care if it's if it's there or not, right? Right. Yeah. Other than that, they are still using money on it. Right. Yeah, but I. Uh, if it's something they can offer as something that comes with their products, then yeah. they'll just keep it around so they can offer it as something that goes with their TV or whatever, right? Right, right. 
talking about TV, I've seen some TV. Let's talk about uh, Paramount Plus shows first, maybe? Uh, yeah, that sounds good. Uh, for heaven's sake, uh, this is a, a documentary in the loosest uh, way of using it's a that comedy. Word. It's a comedic document. It was it it was produced by Funny or Die, uh, right? The internet comedy uh, website. Uh, it, and it's also the, the people that made uh, that Netflix show. Uh, yeah, okay. that was about like documentary as well that I don't remember the name of. I I, I don't know what you're talking about, but I mean it, it was right. comedic, but not really um, funny in like uh, I don't know laugh out loud laugh out yeah it was very dry right. humor very um, subdued uh, maybe it was because these guys were Canadian it did have a very Canadian humor feel to it you know what I mean I really liked the show. <laughs> I mean, it was fine. I I thought the yeah. some of the comedy was funny. I mean, the funniest part was probably when they were walking back to the place all drunk. <laughs> I mean, that, that was the most like kind of laugh out loud yeah. funny part of the whole show. I watched the whole thing. The ending kind yeah. of disappointed me. I'm not going to ruin anything. But other than that, I enjoyed the whole thing. Um, yeah, I wouldn't sign up for. Uh, I wouldn't sign up for the streaming service just for this show, though. Uh, but I'm, I'm going to give it a seven. Um, yeah, I, I'll give it a seven. I think that's about right. It's just, it's fine. I just the ending. I was kind of like, I, I spent all this time, and that's what you give me for an ending. Okay. Mm, I like the ending better than you. Yeah, sure. Uh, what else have you seen? Uh, let's talk about the real world homecoming. Mm-hmm. Um, with the well, mo- yeah, it's all of the cast of the original oh, real world. Yeah. Um, back in the original real world house, did you ever watch Real World in the nineties? No, but I watched it later. Oh, you watched it later. Okay, I yeah. don't know if I ever saw the original season, but I do remember seeing watching the real world. You know, whatever I think. Seattle and some, I don't know what, you know, seasons those were, but uh, they were definitely after New York, which is where this one's based. I remember remember the miss being on it. (laughs) I definitely watched that season. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, Um, But yeah, this was cool uh, to have it back. What did you think about this? It was... It was fun, and it was kind of nostalgic uh, for the 90s, even though I didn't even watch this at the time. Seeing the clothes and seeing uh, kind of the... how Because they do a lot of flashbacks to the original Mm -hmm. series. Um, Seeing how the people have changed. uh, One of the cast members is there, but only kind of in TV form, because he ended up testing positive for COVID. So they just have, mm-hmm. have him, like, streaming into the house. Uh, it, uh, it's very funny, yeah. They definitely set up kind of... Like, it felt like a reunion show right up until the end where they set up a very yes. classic um, reality show-style uh, cliffhanger yes. where I didn't think it would... I thought it was going to just stick to kind of being more reunion show where it was just like, hey, yeah. they're... But they definitely set up a, like, oh, 
what's going to happen between the two housemates. And it's it kind of felt right. weird because they're not like teenage this isn't Jersey Shore, you know what I mean? Right, right, right. These people all have, like, kids, and some of them maybe even yeah. have grandkids and stuff, so... That felt a little uh, weird, yeah. but, I mean, overall, I'd give it a six. I'll probably keep watching it. Uh, I'd be really interested to see if they do more seasons of this yeah. version, but with, like, um, later, uh, later casts, and- right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I will give it a 5.5. <laughs> I I didn't think it was as good as six, but I will give it a five point five. Yeah, it's just a dumb uh, reality show, right? Yeah. One of the best things I saw this week. I don't. I have no clue if you liked this or not. But I know that you saw it. Was Murder Among More the Mormons? I very much love this. Uh, everything that has to do with Mormons, I feel strongly attached to. For people that are very new to this podcast that don't know I was a Mormon long, long time ago in the galaxy far, far away. Uh, so everything Mormon uh, makes me interested. Uh, I think the best uh, episode of South Park is the Mormon episode, for example. Uh, but yeah, more Murder Among Mormons uh, tells the story about this uh, uh, crime that... <sighs> was in the Mormon church and how the Mormon church more or less tried to hide it uh, is 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 uh, I, I'm going to try to be very very vague about this because I, I think people should watch it and uh, yeah the infamous white salamander letter is one of the most interesting things i heard about this letter when i was was a mormon so mm-hmm. uh, uh this was very very interesting for me uh i will try to like i said i will not uh, give away anything but i just found this very very interesting very good uh, documentary not very netflix it's not super netflix so uh it was made by bbc so oh it is was that clearly one? better okay. than uh, a nor yeah uh, it was an, <laughs> much better than a normal netflix series i would i would say at least what did you think about this uh yeah it was only three parts uh so kind of a shorter documentary series but i guess that it I mean that's kind of how BBC does it. If it was if it was Netflix, they probably would have made this a ten part episode, and it wouldn't have been as good because they would have stretched it out like super. Yeah, and they would have had some weird bad acting in the middle of it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed this. Uh, I thought the information was what did when you were a Mormon. What did you mm-hmm. hear about the Salamander letter? Did you hear that it was like? That was fake, yeah. Oh, you it, it had already been determined when you... Yeah. Right, okay. I wondered if you had heard about it before it, they found out it was... No, no. Okay. Um, no. Yeah, it was uh, interesting, and then kind of the the ending's the best part, so definitely if you're going to yes. start watching it, yes. you, you want to get to the end. Um, yes. The last episode is so much better than the two other. The interviews are very interesting with a lot of uh, the Mormon yeah. people. Yeah. It it is about Mormons, but at the same time, it's more about um, it's more about this one character, uh, right? Right. To not ruin anything. <laughs> Overall, I gave it a. I'll give this a seven point five. I gave it an eight point five. 
Okay. Very much like this. Yeah. What else have you seen this week? Uh, the last thing I saw was Camp Coral. Uh, okay. The SpongeBob TV show. Oh, I didn't care to see this. I figured I'd watch it. I, I mean, I, I watched tons of SpongeBob when I was younger, so I figured, right. let's see what this is all about. Uh, and it's it's basically uh, SpongeBob babies. If you ever saw like Muppet mm. Babies in the '90s, where they just took the Muppets like and then they Muppet made them babies, <laughs> this is this right. is that. They just took the SpongeBob characters and made them children who were at this summer camp, right? Um, okay. And it's all the rest of the premise is very similar to SpongeBob, other than that they just their voices are different, which I don't really like the voices that much. But as far as like a SpongeBob cartoon goes, it's fine. Uh, we'll talk about the movie later. I, the movie's way better, but this uh, I'll give a I'm going to give it a five point five. Okay. The last thing I saw that I really, really, really recommend people to see. It's a Norwegian show called Delete Me. Uh, this is uh, made by Viaplay. Uh, it is a very hard-hitting uh, suppression of like youth in, in Norway. Uh, it's uh, I don't usually like Norwegian shows, so I went into this thinking I would hate it. Uh, it's about a sex video that is uh, um, uh, out there that uh, everybody is like, uh, 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 when this sex video shows up, everybody is like uh, around this woman, uh, like goes away from her and uh, says that they, they, they hate her and things like that. Uh, but it's about like who has... Uh, who has spread this video? Who, who in her friends uh, are really behind this? Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is very like uh, there are some hacking elements, and um, yeah, I really, really, really liked it. Uh, I give it an eight point five out of ten. Delete me. Oh, okay, cool. Uh, yeah. I guess there was one other thing on TV. I don't know if anybody heard about this. There was this Megan and Harry interview with somebody named Oprah. Never heard of this. I did not see one and a half hour of this. (laughs) (laughs) I think you and about a billion other people. uh, I just watched like kind of the recap. I have an idea of what happened. I wasn't going to sit down and watch the whole thing, but uh, right. You don't care. And I do. I mean, it's not that I don't care. I just, uh, it's not that entertaining to me. It's a lot of people take it very seriously, right? Right, I don't. Right, I'm. There's. I, I, I don't. I really don't care about royals. I I think royalty should be obliviated. To be honest, I I I like this because the thing is like everybody's saying like, oh, this is going to hurt the hurt the the uh, the British uh, royals, and I'm like, yes, good, good. Maybe we get rid of it. <laughs> I think you're never born to rule, and that's like. One of the things that I hate about, like, uh, Norwegian king as well. Like, I, I'm totally against kingdoms. Oh, I, I feel like Americans just see this as kind of like 
a TV show. Like it's, Oh, look, right. it's like, yeah, it's a, a entertaining reality show to a lot of Americans. Um, yeah. But they take it very, they take it just as seriously as any person who watches the Kardashian, t Kardashians takes their life super seriously, right? They get really upset when something changes or, right? Uh, but there are some very big allegations. I mean, one of the biggest allegations uh, has to do with racism, uh, she, oh, they didn't yeah. really say exactly who it was, but that no. somebody in the family uh, was concerned at how um, dark the, the dark the tr yeah. her child was going to be. That was the word they yeah. used, right? And they said, "Oh, it's not the queen, <laughs> and it's not uh, uh, not uh, uh, his uh, dad." I think. So everybody was like, "Okay, it is definitely." His brother. <laughs> you think it could have been yeah. one of the, you know, sister or uh, no? It, I yeah, think it could it's have been brother. Oh, okay, I mean, it, yeah, it's possible. Yeah. Um, yeah. because because their relationship has been very rocky, and he said that in the interview as well. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, was you watched the whole thing? Was it entertaining? I did as a interviewer. <sighs> Not really. Okay. <laughs> you, you haven't missed anything, if you, that's what you're asking me. Um, but uh, uh, if you're British and really love the royal family, people are fucking pissed about this. I mean, yeah, we will talk about it a little later. There, there has been some uh, things that have come after the interview that is, is, is kind of remarkable. Uh, but yeah, uh, we also saw Tell Me Your Secrets, episode 3, Luke. Uh, right. Uh, this one's called Someone Worse Than Me. Emma searches for the truth about Jess and finds that Pete worked at St. Jerome's house. Uh, wary of his increasing control over her, over her, she panics and reaches out to figure to a figure from her past, but a chilling memory of her with Teresa reveals new secrets. Mary crosses her own moral line in her obsession to bring Karen Miller to justice, and John finds who Karen loves most. Yeah. This was the best episode so far. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I love this fucking show. Uh, yeah, this, this was definitely the best episode. Um, This show is very confusing, but in a good way. Oh, like, so good. Because it, it, everything's kind of a mystery. Um, and yes. But this episode, it seemed like we got a lot of... Answers. Answers yeah. to a lot of things we had questions about. And this is only mm -hmm. the third episode, so I'm not sure where they're going to go from here. I mean, there's still questions we need answered. It's just a little... Uh, we got a lot of answers in this one episode. But yeah, I would definitely say this oh, yeah, is the definitely. best episode so far. Uh, I think maybe uh, it, it's just like there's this like uh, uh, thing in TV when they have good female uh, lead roles. Okay. And this is like this is really strong female role uh, roles in both like timelines that we are following. Uh, I think the uh, the acting is superb. Like, really, really, really good. And I think it falls on the actresses, uh, both of them. 
And it's so good. Uh, yeah, I think uh, the guy who plays kind of the, what do we call him, investigator? Uh, yeah, he's amazing. He's very good, too. And yeah. the cinematography's good, the editing. Like, there's not really any negatives about the show. Um, no. At all. It's, it, it's very complex, the storyline. And, yeah, overall, this episode definitely gets, like, a 8.5. Yeah, I gave it a nine. I yeah. really love this episode. Really, yeah, I'm really not surprised. Uh, I think the show is going to have an interesting ending because how yes. it's going to they're going to have to do a lot of storyline. I mean, we've yes. got seven more episodes, <laughs> but they're going to have to do a lot to to wrap everything up that to we've got there, going yeah. on. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I definitely think there will be more seasons of this. But yeah, we talked about uh, the Oprah interview, interview. Somebody that has been in kind of the uh, uh, news after this uh, interview is Pierce Morgan, the biggest asshole on earth. Um, <laughs> one of those, yeah, uh, Pierce Morgan leaves Good Morgan Britain after Megan Rowe. Uh, decision to quit follows Ofcom launching and investigating after receiving over 40,000 complaints about Pierce Morgan. That is uh, some complaints, maybe? Right, it says uh, pressure mounted on Morgan since he made comments on Monday's show, which followed the airing of Meghan and Harry's tele-interview. Um, the Guardian understands that formal complaint was lodged with ITV on behalf of the Duchess after the broadcast. Okay. Yeah. So what did he because say exactly? He, well, he said that he didn't believe her uh, that she was struggled with suicidal thoughts. Oh, okay. Yeah. He didn't believe her mental health uh, problems at all. Well, that's just why would he even say that? Oh, well, I guess because it's Pierce Morgan and all, yeah, that's like his whole brand is being right. like an asshole. <laughs> right. Right. He, he is an asshole. So. Right. <laughs> yeah, now he has quit. People are very, very happy, including me. I don't have to see Pierce Morgan on TV. Anymore. Oh, he'll end up somewhere else. He'll end up on, like, one of those... <laughs> he'll end up on OAN or whatever it is. <laughs> right, yeah. Hey, look, you remember last week when you made fun of uh, Cyprus uh, for being a little satanic in their song? A little? Selection. I think I'm pretty sure I said, well, how do you feel about worshipping <laughs> Satan uh, when I started talking about that song? Yeah, because guess what? Uh, protesters say out with Cyprus, Satanic Eurovision entry. Uh, dozens of Orthodox Christian faithful uh, held up wooden crosses and sang hymns outside of the state broadcasters uh, on Saturday to demand a withdrawal of the country's controversial Eurovision song, El Diablo. Yeah. Uh, they say they, it promotes satanic worshipping. Police charged a man with utter th uttering threats and causing a disturbance last week when he barged onto the grounds of a public broadcaster to protest and condemn uh, the song as blasphemous. <laughs> wow. And an affront to Christianity. Yeah. People are taking this a little too serious. Or are they? Because we have the lyrics to the song. Right. The, the song is performed by Alana Sugrino, I guess. Was, yeah. Right. Uh, 
And she says, uh, the song is about a woman who cries out for help after falling for a bad boy and coming to identify and bond with her abuser. Mm, right. She insisted that any other interpretation of this song is unfounded. Okay. Well, let's go a little into this. I mean, just reading through these lyrics, do you see anywhere where it says anything about a boyfriend or no. a relationship or... No. Tonight we're going to burn in a party. It's heaven in hell with you. Okay. I fell in love. I gave my heart to El Diablo. El Diablo. I gave it up. I gave it up. Because he tells me I'm his angel. I'm his angel. Oh, oh, El Diablo. Oh, oh, El Diablo. I mean... And then it goes, I'm and then it sure. says, I gave my heart to El Diablo. And I think that's the part that, yes. like, I can see in context if this was part of a album, say. Right. And the yeah. song before this was about her um, getting in a relationship. And then the second, the next song was about her br getting broken up with, right? But this isn't right. part of an album. You know what I mean? Right. So there's no inter... This one song. Exactly. Uh, yeah. And nowhere in the song does it say anything about, like, being in a relationship or um, my boyfriend or my husband or... It, like, it says, baby, for sure, we're going to dance tonight in the moonlight and we're going to do it right. some more. Uh, like, dance, in the, dance with the devil in the pale moonlight, right? Right. Right, so I'm... That right there is referring to the devil, in my opinion, like, <laughs> directly... Uh, yeah, and she says El Diablo, uh, so I can see why people are upset about this. <laughs> sure, I think oh. people are taking this song a little too serious, but that's my personal right. I, I, I saw it and I was like, instantly was like, oh, clearly people are going to be upset about this. But she added <laughs> that she is the person who made the song, the woman. She added she is a Christian. Right. She herself yeah. is a Christian, and her faith is very important to her. So, yeah. Talking about Eurovision, we have three more countries this week. Uh, holy shit, this week has been a lot of entrances. I think we have 18 new entrances this week. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Oh, really? Well, this I'm not surprised. Like it's ludicrous. It's coming right up to uh, yeah. to the deadline. And I don't know, at least the songs, these three songs you sent this week, I mean, they came with the heat. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, let's talk about Natalie Gordenko uh, with the song Sugar from Moldova, Luke. Right. Uh, music video. Uh, what did, It reminded me of something, the music video itself. Uh, but you can see kind of from the music video how the choreography is going to be because... It's her yeah. with these four dancers, so clearly that's what the choreography on stage is going to be like, I assume. Yeah. Don't you think? But we get another one that can't dance, for goodness sake. She can't dance at all. You'd... She's also like, she moves her hand up and down, up and down. She can't move, though. This lady? I thought she could dance. Yeah. Okay. I think you might be thinking of the other song. Okay. But yeah, no, this is very colorful, at least, to say it mildly. Yeah, I'm trying to think of exact... I guess it kind of reminded me of 
WAP a little bit, like the music video style. It is very colorful, oh, yeah. like it has that over the top feel to it, uh, all the outfits and everything. Um, yeah. I thought the song was decent, uh, and I think it has a pretty I good like chance, right? Um, yeah. yeah. Not as good good a chance as another song later, but I'd probably give no. this one a seven. Yeah. I, I really dig this song. Uh, it's catchy. It's very poppy. It, might, it reminds me of a little, like, Katy Perry light. Oh, movie. that's what I'm Kate, thinking of. Katy Perry. That yeah. yeah, exactly. Yes. Katy Perry light with a little pink in it. But yeah, I, I liked it as well. I will give it a 7.5, actually. Uh, the next song uh, we will talk about is uh, Romania. Uh, it is Roxen with Amnesia from Romania, as I said. What do you think about this? Uh, right. Um, this is like the Billie Eilish ripoff, basically. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> but in a good way, because I thought this yeah. this has a very good chance to win, I think, to be honest. Yep, um, yep I agree. This is the best song so far, that, or the best song so far that I think has a chance uh, as far as like it is yeah, a music video. Lithuania, I agree. Uh, this is this is on par with Lithuania. I uh, I think, and uh, I really like this. Very good uh, choreography. Very Billie Eilish. Well, we uh, definitely saw like the the. It is a music video, but like the it's all done on a stage with these dancers. Clearly, right. there's too many dancers. For like, yeah, yeah, because it but, can be max seven on stage. And this has got probably like 20 in the music video. But it, just pare right. that down a little bit and you get the idea of what it's going to look like uh, at the right. actual show. Uh, her voice is very, very good. The song is very, very yeah. good. I, I think this is, uh, so far, one of the best uh, songs. So I'll give this a oh, yeah, nine, I guess. Yeah, I will give it a nine as well. This is the first That's song really I think good. out of the year of the Eurovision year that I would like go back and listen to myself, like just on mm. a regular basis. You know what I mean? Uh, then uh, uh, latest and uh, 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 maybe the baddest uh, Hover <laughs> Hoverphonic, uh, the wrong place from Belgium, and this lady definitely can dance. Right, that's what this is the one I thought you were talking about. The other one, I <laughs> oh, definitely can dance. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I don't know if she necessarily. Well, yeah, this, this music video. It didn't really show so her dance all that much, no. right? So no. I assume it when she she's going to be one of those singers who they put up on a pedestal under a light and she just stands there and sings. Right. Uh, sings. There's not going to be a whole lot more to it than that. The song is very, very depressing. Um, oh, so depressing. It's hard to tell how it's going to be live, and we don't have any yeah. idea of what the stage performance is going to be. Uh, she's a very good singer, though. So Yeah. She she reminds me a little, uh, or the whole song reminds me of like early cranberries. Hmm. Okay, I didn't. Like, I didn't. Yeah. But I yeah, I can see what you're saying. I just I never made that connection. Um. Yeah. 
But yeah, not a whole lot connecting it back to like the country either. Uh... No, and 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 here's one of my biggest problem with this song is that it's it's very generic. It's like yeah, yeah, it's a very good song. Uh, like she's a good singer, but you don't really sit there and remember the song after you listen to it. And that's kind of the problem with this song. It's like in the one ear and out the other ear, but the travel between those two airs is not unpleasant. It's not a bad song or anything. It's just like it's it, it isn't. It's not standing out. No. Uh, in any anyway, and that's kind of the problem with this song. Yeah, this is like a four for me. Um, I gave it a, uh, a three point five. Oh, okay. So that's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely uh, it's. Uh, I think generic is the best word, but yeah, it's uh, it's not a standout one. It's gonna be at the middle of the pack. It's it's nothing special. It's not terrible either, but I don't think it's gonna be any. It, do you think it'll get to the final? I guess is a good question. I don't think it'll probably no, get to the final. No, I don't right. think so. No, it might be close to the because cutoff, but I don't think it'll make it. Uh, one of the problems is, is also, like, Belgium doesn't really have people voting for them either, because, like, uh, France is directly in the sure. final, uh, and the Netherlands is directly in the final, and that's, like, countries around them aren't right. really, like, big countries that will vote for them either, so... Right, and this isn't a standout song, so, yeah, I can right. see what you're saying, yeah, totally. Pluggy, pluggy time! Another digital citizen at gmail.com. Another digital citizen at gmail.com. Send us love letters. That is what we do need. Dear Fro and Luke, we love you. Love <laughs> your mom and dad. <laughs> Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at podcast ADC. That's at podcast ADC. You can also join our Facebook group. It's another digital citizen on Facebook. Yeah, you, you won't get notified of anything we do on there because Facebook never shows any of our posts to anybody. Um, oh, it, it's funny because I can like when you're when you're part of a group when you're the leader of yeah. a facebook group you can see who's seen what posts and it's like yeah. it, they don't ever get seen on facebook uh, wow. yeah I, this week somebody even one of my friends uh, got kicked off facebook for a few days for saying the word bitch so facebook's a great place everybody mm. yeah don't say bitch <laughs> mm. it's like bitch. one of the mo least uh, well <laughs> it's like it's like there are a lot worse bad words, I guess, out there. I mean, depending on how you use "bitch," it can be really bad, I guess. But I wouldn't consider it the worst bad word possible. Right? Bitch, listen here. <laughs> no, it's not the worst word. It's not even close. Right. I've 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 got called the K word this week. That was fun. The, I don't know what that means. The K word. I can't even think of what that is. I'm I'm I'm. I'm a Oh, well, I'm going to have to cut that out. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> you can bleep it. You can bleep it. Okay. <laughs> I'll write it down then. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. That is, that is a bad keyword, though. <laughs>
I just don't, I never think of that. Like that word is so out of my vocabulary that I don't even think of it. Right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. moving on from that, movies. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about movies because I've seen those few. I know you have too because I've seen them with you. Yeah. Well. Uh, I guess we'll start with Coming to America. We saw that. Mm-hmm. Uh, on we Amazon. Yeah, Luke did not like this movie. Spoiler alert. It just was so, just, like, so easy. It just felt like a cash grab, you know what I mean? Like, they didn't try at mm. all. They were just like, oh, uh, we've got all the actors from the original film. Now now all we need is a storyline. And they're like, oh, well, have you seen that yeah. movie Black Panther? We'll just steal <laughs> that storyline. <laughs> and then just put it in this movie. It is so fucking stole. It is one of the most stolen storylines uh, I've seen in my entire life. Like, and they didn't even try stolen. to hide that it's stolen. They just no, directly no, no, no. right. Yeah. They 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 even kind of made fun that they stole the the uh, fun of that they stole the storyline. That doesn't really work in this movie. Uh, no, I was. I, I'm not going to say I was upset of uh, how bad it was. I enjoyed it more than you. Uh, I mean, I, I laughed. It made me chuckle a few times. Like we laughed yeah. when we watched it. We yeah. laughed a few times at different things. Uh, it was yeah. good to see some of the actors um, back. I haven't seen Louis Anderson in anything in years, so that was interesting. Right. Um, some very strange and bad cameos in this. Sure. Um, right. Without destroying anything. Yeah, uh, like, the whole yeah. thing, like I said, just felt kind of like, hey, let's make this movie because uh, we need yeah, we, we need to make a, a bit of money. And it didn't feel like... Yeah. It didn't feel like, oh, we're inspired to remake this movie because we really loved it so much. It was just like, hey, let's make this so yeah. we can make a movie or whatever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, to me, I... it was just felt kind of easy and not super well done. So, I'll give it a four. Like... Uh, I'll give it a four point five. How about that? I will. I will give it a five point five. I'm the nice guy today. Uh, yeah, it, uh, it was funny. It just felt easy, too easy. Well, something we both saw that was much better was SpongeBob movie. Sponge on the Run, Luke. Sponge on the Run. This was yeah. So fun. This was so fun. This had some interesting cameos in it as well. Yes, it did, but I loved the cameos in this. It was so funny. Yeah, uh, I don't... Uh, I saw the first uh, one. I liked that one. Right, yeah. Then there was uh, uh, a movie some years ago, two, two three years ago. Uh, also uh, pretty good, but this is the best of them all. I think this is better than the original, even. Uh, I only remember one SpongeBob the movie, but uh, yeah, I could be wrong. It was very. I just. I at least I only saw the one. What was it? I think it was just called SpongeBob the movie. I think is what it, what I right. one I saw. Right. Uh, and that one's yeah. it, it's funny. Uh, yeah, it's, it's funny. And just like SpongeBob is one of those cartoons that's for kids, but like uh, adults can enjoy it as well. Uh, it. It has a lot of jokes that adults can find humorous as well as children. Um, there's certain parts of it, like in the original movie, they had the whole scene where uh, they get totally strung out on ice cream, and then in this movie, mm -hmm. 
they uh, he gets a gambling addiction basically, which that's like okay, this is a very adult type theme joke, right? Um, overall, I gave this movie all together. I'll give it an eight, I guess. Uh, I thought that this movie was better than the first one. Uh, yep. The animation is so much different than, like, any other Spongebob yeah. I've ever seen. Or Spongebob, like, TV show or movie Very or fun. anything. Um, and honestly, I don't remember ever seeing an animation like style like this in any other no. movie or TV show I don't, that I can think of. No, I totally agree. I gave it an 8 as well. Um, dangerous how much we agree this was. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, but, yeah, no, I really loved it. It was so much fun. I will even give it an 8.5 almost. Like, I really enjoyed it. One of my favorite movies of the year. Oh, yeah. This is going to be up there um, on our list. I don't, it probably won't be the best movie of the year, but it's no, like, no. it's it was exactly what I needed this week. Uh, yeah. It, it just something super fun and uh, mindless to watch, and it, it definitely was that. Uh, let's see, what is it my turn? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, I saw Boss Level. Uh, boss Level? Boss okay. Level this week. Yeah, it's about... It's, it's Groundhog's Day again. Like, I don't know why they're making so many movies that are very Groundhog's Day-like. Uh... Oh, this movie. I've heard about it, yeah. Right, he's in, like, a time loop where the same day happens over and over again. Uh, yeah. But the end of this day is, like, also the end of the world happens at the end of this day. But right. it keeps... So he has to, like, uh, stop the end of the world for the day to continue, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um So this is the movie with Frank Grillo in it? Oh, right. Yeah, it's got uh, yeah. Mel Gibson, Frank Grillo who is, like, you know, he's this guy, you've seen him in things, but uh, you'll never yeah. be able to, like, he's remember action, his name. Star. Right. Yeah. It's also got Will Sasso in it, and, and kind oh, of a comedic oh. character, but he's he also not... It's, it's He's funny. It's got Ken Jeong in it. He's kind of funny in it. It's got Naomi Watts. It's a, just a kind of a silly action movie. Uh, it's nothing, like, to write home about, but it is pretty fun, and the storyline's kind of interesting. I'd give it a six. Cool. I'd recommend it to, really to you. To. Yeah. Yeah, I really want to see it. Yeah. Um, something I really like this week uh, is Raya and the Last Dragon on Disney Plus. Mm -hmm. If you want to pay for it, uh, if you do like me, I totally did not steal it from the internet. Uh, <laughs> he said, uh, "This is." maybe one of my favorite Disney movies in years. I can't remember the last time I enjoyed something as much as I did Raya and the Last Dragon. Uh, the animation style is fantastic. Uh, the storyline is very apt into for 2021. Uh, it has Aquafina in it. Kelly Marie Tran is one of the voices. Uh, Gemma Shan. Um, it is very like uh, Disney, but it isn't. I I just really recommend this. I give it a 8.5 actually. Okay. Uh, I saw on Netflix. Well, it was on Netflix at least. A movie on Netflix called Moxie. Uh, directed by Amy Poehler, from... <laughs> I, yes? 
This came out this week. Right, uh, starring and directed by a- Amy Poehler. Did you did you watch this? Yeah, this was the other movie that I said was so random that I watched. Okay, uh, yeah, it was very random, I guess. Um, <laughs> it's about a girl who starts a underground feminist magazine at her school, <laughs> at her high school, right? Yes. Uh, and then that starts like an a, a feminist uprising, kind of. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I don't know, like it, it, it's kind of interesting, but at the same time, um, very strange. I don't know. What did you think about this? So, uh, my biggest problem is Patrick Schwarzenegger and how much he looks like his dad. Um, I don't see it at all. You don't? No. I. That was the one of the few things that I I was thinking. Oh my god, he looks like his dad when his dad was young. Right. Oh my god, he looks like his dad when his dad was young. Oh my god, he looks like. I his hear dad. that from okay. other people, and I for some reason I can't. I just don't see it. I don't get it. It's weird. Okay, but yeah, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't mislike this movie as much as I thought I would. I I thought this was going to be a very like feminist propaganda movie, and it, it's very woke. Right, could be wrong. It's a little. It's, it's very woke. It's so woke almost that it gets un yes. that it's unwoke. It's yes. It went past the line of woke to being unwoke. Right. right. Yes, and that's kind of what I liked about it. So. I did not think I would enjoy this as much as I did, to be honest. I really liked it. Uh, well, I'm not going to say I really liked it. I liked it. I thought it was not... I, I thought the writing was pretty bad. Uh, like, the... Uh, okay. The dialogue, some of it is very forced uh, to explain what's going yeah. on in the story or to explain a character. It's that. like, you don't have to point out that the trans person is trans by doing a line where, where the person is like, oh, well, they wouldn't... Uh, they wouldn't call me by by my dead name if whatever this or that, and you're like, right. you don't you don't need to force that, you don't need but, to but force that's... it. Like you you just like right. it, that's the character. I can see the character on TV. You don't need to like explain it like like right. I'm a four year old or something. So like the dialogue in that sense, like the writing yeah. was bad. The acting's yeah. very average. The cinematography is very average. Everything about it is pretty average to me. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the storyline elements were kind of interesting, uh, but it is kind of just a movie for, you know, teenage to early 20s girls, and we're not that. Uh, <laughs> but that being said, it, uh, right. I, the dialogue, some of it is so bad that I, I, I'm going to still have to give this a 3.5. Ooh, okay, we're really going to disagree here. I gave it a 6. Oh okay. I I re- like I said I really enjoyed it. Like uh, well, um, everything other than five, like five is okay, uh, and five point five is like a little better than okay, mm-hmm. and then then six is okay. I, I uh, yeah I think it, it it deserves a six. I don't think it is as slow as you. The thing is like I I I I kind of disagree when you say that. Uh, the um, that is very bad. Uh, I understand why they do it, 
and that goes a little too where where I says it gets so woke that it is like overwoke. It's like you don't need that uh, explanation of that trans person is trans person because goddamn it, you can watch it with your own eyes. You don't need that explanation. I totally agree with that. But on the other side, I would say that uh, because of, of they do that, I I kind of laugh out of the movie. I'm not sure if it was meant to be funny, but right. I think it was funny. It just felt, fo- like, some of the dialogue just felt forced to me, and, like, nobody would, yeah. re- nobody in real life talks, like, the talks the way they talk in this movie, right? And that just felt disingenuous. It didn't feel natural to me. It had nothing to do with, okay. like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I can see what you mean. Yeah. Uh... Hey, look, we talked about how when uh, the cinema opens, uh, nobody will come back to the cinemas. It's almost like we said that a year ago. And uh, guess what? Uh, the audience uh, are holding back, even though that uh, movie theaters are open in New York. That's right. Uh, theaters reopened in New York City this weekend. Uh, it did not see the box office set on fire, though. North American theatrical grosses stayed relatively muted, despite the new major releases like Ray of the Last Dragon and Tom Holland's Chaos Walking. Uh, Ray and the Last Dragon earned only $8.6 million, uh, from 2,045 locations in North America over the weekend. Yeah, and it, and it has gotten good reviews. Right, well, we don't have the number, because it was also available for, like, $30 on Disney+. Plus. Yeah, um, yeah. It's not worth that, by the way. Right, and we don't have those numbers, <laughs> but I'm assuming if people were going to want to watch it, they would have watched it there. They weren't watching it on right. uh, at the theater. I think, yeah, I don't think that the numbers for movie theaters is going to be representative of how well a movie is being perceived by the public for years and years to come, if ever again, right? I agree. I agree. I could not agree more. And I, I think that's uh, very uh, addictive of what what to come, especially with HBO and even with Paramount Plus having uh, so few days between it being in the cinema and then coming to the streaming service. Like, I would rather wait for five days than get the corona. <laughs> like, if you know what I mean. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, it just doesn't seem like, uh, it doesn't seem like people are going to go back even. No. May, well, maybe, I don't know. I, some people are going to start going back to the theaters. It says uh, 80% of theaters are opened in, in America. And this mm. Dis- new Disney movie only does, like, less than $9 million? That's, I mean, that's telling, yeah. I guess. Uh, hey, I've heard uh, something about a Snyder cut of Justice League. Uh, it's almost like nobody is talking about it or anything. Uh, it got leaked uh, accidentally by HBO for an hour uh, on HBO Max. Uh, the streaming service screened part of the film uh, instead of Tom and Jerry, the movie, right? So if you went yeah. if you went on there during that time, if you clicked on the Tom, the Tom and Jerry icon, which was on the app, mm-hmm. it it opened up 
Justice League. Uh, I'm assuming if it was only up for an hour, nobody probably had a chance yeah. to get the whole movie, like, get no. to see the whole movie. Well, maybe, I don't know. Because it's four hours long, Luke. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's four hours long. Nobody needs that. <laughs> Seriously, nobody needs that. I'm I'm just saying it's four hours long. Yes, I'm going to watch it, but I'm just going to watch it because is, I hated the original. Is there going to be like a an intermission partway through the movie so people can like go outside? No, but, uh, 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 Snyder had an interview with a woman I follow, Grace uh, something. Okay. Uh, uh, and uh, he was like, uh, "Here, here's a guide to when you can take pee breaks." <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, I mean, four hours. Like nobody. Well, whatever. I guess no. uh, if you're going to be sitting at home watching it, pr- more than likely, anyways, right? So I guess it really doesn't matter. Yeah. You're not really actually going to be in the theater watching this. Sure. Um, yeah, but yeah, no, four hours of the Snyder Cut. I can't wait wait to see Justice League, one of my least favorite movies of all time. Just no, four, four hours, hours long. long. <laughs> <laughs> and the sad part is that I will probably watch it. Right. Yeah. Uh, hey. Do you remember when everything was not racist, look, or controversial, or... Uh, no. Remember? Remember when when, when we don't didn't have soft pillows under people's elbows because you were afraid of them getting hurt by something? Well, guess what? Pepe Le Pew is cancelled. Hasn't Pepe Le Pew always been cancelled? I, I... For... I, I, since, like, my childhood, I remember people talking about how it was weird that Pepe Le Pew was a rapist, right? Like, it's always been something people knew, right? Uh, yeah, no. I think people are just figuring this out now, or kind of like, you just are figuring out that Pepe Le Pew is a rapist. Way to go. <laughs> <laughs> but I, the reason they're upset about it is because he's not going to be in Space Jam 2? Great. Oh, yeah. And remember... Uh, we don't have this in our, our news uh, reel, but they're also super angry because the bunny in Looney Tunes now is not sexual anymore. They have made her l- uh, with less boobs as well, so people are angry with that as well. Right, but what I've seen is like if you actually go look at the original Space Jam, like there's a picture mm-hmm. that's going around online of of the of Lolo the bunny it's like a fake picture that everybody's getting upset about it's not even like what the actual bunny look like in space jam um people get upset for the strangest things right it's it's all silly i mean this goes back to a lot of things but i mean it all has to do with like uh getting uh, like they put this out to say hey uh we're going to do this for our movie because it says the news, new character's absence from a Warner Brothers film broke Sunday evening after a New York Times opinion piece called out the character among problematic cartoon characters in the wake of the Dr. Seuss right. stuff, right? Right. So this is in the wake of the Dr. Seuss book, which, uh, stuff that we talked about last week, 
Um, it's all just like all related to the same kind of idea of like, we can put out a thing that says, Hey, we're doing this really woke thing and that'll help promote our movie. That's the way I see yeah. it. Like the, the, they, they did this and now we're talking about it and they won because we're talking about it. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. No, I just, I just find it silly. I, I find it very silly. Right. Like my, my point is like, if they would have just put this movie out without Pepe Le Pew in it, would anybody have even yeah. noticed no, or remembered that Pepe cares. Le Pew was in the no. original Space Jam? Right. Nobody would have cared a single fuck. Right, so yeah, to me it's all just PR. Hey look, are you ready to see a very, very confusing trailer for a very, very confusing movie that I am very, very confused about? Sure. Okay, let's see the trailer for Chaos Walking. those traders where they're counting down to their own fucking trailer. Oh no, it's like you're about to see a trailer. This is a trailer for the trailer. For the trailer, yeah. In three, two, one. Now we're going to show you the trailer that we have teased that you are going to see. What is that coat? It's a girl. Oh my gosh. That coat? I'm sorry. That he, he was wearing. Uh, Tom Holland was wearing a second ago. Are uh, you? Didn't see. No, okay. It was really fast. It's so loud here. <sighs> so, this is based on a book series that I don't like. <laughs> right, okay. So, that's something. So far, it looks beginning. interesting. Oh, Max, not Smickleson. I love Mats Mikkelsen. Mm-hmm. I'm not a very big Tom Howland fan, to be honest. You know, it's strange for me, too, not knowing what's going on in your head. I mean, I don't know, you might not like my dog, or you want to hit me on the head with a rock or something. This is... okay. He's stronger than he knows. Yeah. That jacket, right? Watch your nose. Yeah. Snake. 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 Is that the Jonas from the Jonas brother? It's one of the Jonases, I believe, yes. Oh my god. If you want to protect the girls. I don't know, it doesn't look bad to me so far. <laughs> well, that looked kind of dumb. <laughs> With her power, there's no telling what he can do. I think it just looks very confusing and extremely stupid, but that's for me personally. I'm negative in the beginning because I didn't like the first book. You know. Sure. I don't know. I don't know if I finished it, to be honest. Right, it just sounds like you're coming in with preconceived ideas of something because you didn't like the book. True. What movie is ever like the book, so. That's true. So tell me, Luke, what is this definitely Oscar-nominated movie all about? Uh, Todd has been brought up to believe that the spackle released a germ... What? That killed all the women and unleashed noise on the remaining men. After discovering a patch of silence out in the swamp, he surrogates... His surrogate parents immediately tell him that he has to run, leaving him with only a map 
of the new world a message and many unanswered questions. Okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't get that from the trailer, but sure. <laughs> yeah. I know, like, the only thing that's giving me a little interested is that Charlie Kaufman is, has uh, read the script. And I love Kaufman. Uh, um, it looked pretty good to me. It's got, what is it? but it's only got 22% on Rotten Tomatoes, so apparently... <laughs> yeah, not the great score. All right, 5.8 out of 10 on IMDb, 40% on Metacritic, but 92% of Google users liked it. So... They did. Yeah. I went uh, to uh, the Rotten Tomatoes, okay. and, uh, as I al always do. I always go to the link that says Verified Audience. That's uh, where I find my... <clears throat> my sister thought it was 11 from Stranger Things when she watched the trailer. The laugh I got... Uh, from that mistake was better than anything in this movie. The visual effects were cool, but even great actors didn't save this predictable plot, says Corey, and gives, gives it five, uh, uh, one star. Uh, Jana K gave it four. It was different. I can definitely see a sequel in the future. Uh, there's three books, by the way. Uh, and Caleb Riva said, I love the idea and the plot and the whole movie. It was very grabbing and it kept me hooked uh, the whole movie. My only critique would be that the end where uh, uh, we have no idea what is going on with the settlement in the second wave. I'm assuming there's going to be a sequel, question mark, and give it four and a half stars. Okay, yeah. Uh... Let's see. I went to the Facebook. Brianna Kinney says, I think the movie was good, but I never read the book. It's a unique idea, but it's pr uh, pretty interesting throughout the movie. Not as scary or thrilling as the trailer makes it out to be, but if you like movie movies like Maze Runner or Hun Hunger Games, I think you'll probably like this. It did feel like Hunger Games kind of feeling to it, like the yeah. just the way it was put together, at least the tra in the trailer. Um... We enjoyed the concept, uh, Becky Harold says, we enjoyed the concept and thought the actors did great, especially Tom Holland, uh, but a little too much cussing at the beginning. Okay, for okay. Uh, for Becky. Uh, Ellen T Naylor? Ellen Naylor. In case uh, this helps <laughs> someone else, do not see this unless you're cool with seeing horrific depictions of animal cruelty. I was shocked and walked out of the movie because it was over the top for me. Oh, all right. Okay. Uh, I ask you, what other movies came out this week, Luke? Uh, Truffle Hunters. Um, I really, really want to see this. Yeah, came out last weekend. Uh, yeah. I don't have a... Why do I not have a description of it? Here, here we go. Deep in the forest of Piedmont, Italy, a handful of men 70 or 80 years young hunt for rare and... Uh, expensive white al alba truffle which to date has resisted all modern science efforts at cultivation uh yeah it looks like oh it's a documentary right yeah it's a documentary i have heard so much about and people are saying it's amazing oh really yeah what else has it gotten on IMDb and things? 
Oh, right. I already went off of it. Sorry. That's okay. Uh, let's see. IMDb gave it a 6.7 out of 10. Uh, mm-hmm. And I don't have any of the other ones. So Another movie coming out this week is Sun. Uh, this has uh, 5.6 out of 10 on IMDb. 73% on Rotten Tomatoes. 50% of the Google users liked it. Sun is an, an Irish-American horror movie written and directed by Evan Kavanaugh with Emily Hirsch. That looks interesting. Uh, after a mysterious group of individuals breaks into Laura's home and attempt to steal her eight-year-old son, David, the two of them flee town to search to safety. But soon after a failed kidnap, David becomes extremely ill, suffering from increasingly sporadic psychosis and covalations. Following her maternal instincts to save him, Laura becomes unspeakable acts to keep him alive, but she soon must decide how far she is willing to go to save her son. Uh, right on the last dragon, uh, long ago in a fantasy world of Kumandra, humans and dragons live together in harmony. However, when sinister monsters known as the Droon threaten the land, the dragons sacrifice themselves to save humanity. Now, 500 years later, those same monsters have returned. Uh, 7.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 95% on Rotten Tomatoes, 75% on yeah. Metacritic, 84% of Google users liked it. Uh, yeah, good... Good scores all the way across. Uh, Boogie. Uh, 95% of Google users liked it. It has a 5.4 on IMDb out of 10. 41% on uh, Google... No, on, on Rotten Tomatoes. And 95% of Google's users liked this movie. It's an American drama written and directed by Eddie Huang. In his directorial debut. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really say anything more interesting than that. It's a, well, what I'm reading, it says, uh, Boogie, a basketball phenomenon living in, in Queens, uh, dreams of one day playing in the NBA while his parents pressure him to focus on earning a scholarship to college. Boogie must find a way to navigate a new girlfriend, high school, on-the-court rivals, and a burden of expectation. So it's a basketball movie. Yippee! So which movie would you like to see? Uh, Truffle Hunters kind of looks the best, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I def definitely want to see Truffle Hunters. Ray on the Last Dragon I've seen this week, so. Hey, uh, if you go to audibletrial.com slash an another digital season, do you know that you get one Audible book for free? Yeah, that's totally free. Totally free one book. Get a 30 day trail of Audible. Uh, if you want to cancel it, and I don't think you will, you get to keep your book and you help out the podcast. Next week, we will tell uh, you our secrets episodes for. See what I did there? Uh, tell me your secrets. Another digital uh, review of Come True. Is that the way when somebody is like cleaning their lamp and uh, uh, a genie comes out and what they wish for comes true? I guess so. It doesn't even. It just mm -hmm. sounds like bad grammar. 
the title being come true <laughs> to me, but whatever. Come true, yeah. I will make your wish come true. <laughs> you can wish for everything. Hey, uh, guess what, Look. What? I'm better at Hebrew uh, knowledge than both Trisha and Ethan. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I beat them both in the trivia. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I'm not surprised, I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. why is, I mean, I guess I understand it, but Trisha's obsession with, uh, <laughs> Jewish people and Israel <laughs> is very, uh, it's almost uncomfortable. It is. It is so uncomfortable, but it's funny. <laughs> I mean, it's funny. Yeah, it's just, yeah. uh, at some point. She's going to do something that is so uncomfortable, it's, like, over the top, like, to the point yeah. of getting canceled over the top, but it wouldn't yep. be the first time she does yep. something over the top and gets canceled for it, so. I agree. Uh, check out this article I sent in the chat here from. Okay. It's got every show, broadcast show, uh, 2021 to 2022 that's getting canceled, renewed. Okay. Yeah, so... I. Let's just go through, like, the canceling ending ones. It's probably... Uh, for NBC, uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, I guess, is ending again for, what, the fourth time? Yeah. <laughs> uh, How many times is that going to end, I ask? Right. Uh, connecting? I hated that show. I think... Was that one of the ones you liked or no? Uh, it was I one of the... It, it was one yeah. of the Zoom call shows, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I thought I thought it was okay. Yeah, I it it was I never liked those either of those. I think there were two or three shows that were very similar, and I didn't like any of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, Superstore, I never liked that show. I don't know about no, you. No, know. that was awful. Right. Uh, so then let's go down to ABC. ABC. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stumptown. It was it was never that good. I didn't think it was just a normal kind no. of cop drama thing. United We Fall. I don't think I ever watched. I don't think I watched that either, to be honest. Uh, Filthy Rich on Fox is getting ending or getting canceled. And yeah, that is actually not sad at all. Okay, okay. Last Man Standing, I remember watching, and I didn't really like it. Uh, ne- Next, I actually did like. I liked Next very much. I'm actually a little sad that's not coming back. On CBS, uh, Mom... I saw like one episode of that, I think, or two maybe, yeah, and I, n- awful. I never watched more awful. of that. NCIS New Orleans is getting canceled. Is that still on? <laughs> that's that's my answer to that. Right, exactly. Is that still on. And there's yeah. one of the in- most interesting ones: CW c- canceling ending Supergirl from, which yeah. is like a brand new show, <laughs> but everybody hated it so much that I guess they're canceling it. And Black Lightning. Right, which I never saw any of that. Yeah, yeah. I really like Black Black Lightning. Oh, did Supergirl you? Is, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Everybody Black hated Black... Supergirl. I never saw any of it, but awful. Right. Awful show. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not sad about that. Uh, anything else interesting? Um, let's see. Anything else that happened on YouTube? Not, not really that I can think of on YouTube. Uh. <laughs> uh, yeah, the only thing is, uh, I kind of want to talk about it, so 
Uh, I don't know if we will do Belarus uh, in Eurovision. Uh, the thing is, Belarus has uh, delivered a very like anti, well, anti like pro pro uh, sorry pro. Um, uh, uh, what are you trying to uh, get out from? <laughs> oh, I hate it when I don't can think of things. Pro uh, uh, Putin text, and it's uh, they are now getting very like a backlash for for the text uh, in 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 the Ukrainian or the Belarusian uh, uh, Eurovision. So the, it can be that they are actually going to get cancelled. I I really really hope so. Wait, I'm, I'm, I have no idea what what cancelled for what they. They put a text. What, a text of what? Being too political. Oh, they well, were saying like how amazing Russia and Russian in the uh, song or, or what yes, is it in the yes in the song? Okay, like they yeah. sing about it or it's in the music yes. video or something. Okay, no, it's it, it is in the song lyrics like how amazing the takeover of of uh, Ukraine was. <laughs> like oh well, that, yeah, yeah that... you look at the superpower that took uh, took over that country. That was amazing. Well, yeah, that it's makes not, sense then. Yeah, I it's mean, not very. Yeah, yeah. It, it, for people that don't know, uh, political s- statements are not allowed in Eurovision. So if they no. if that is true, but then makes me think, well, maybe they just don't want to win. So they, if you didn't want to win, that would be the first thing you would do is just put a political statement in your song. And then you'd be like, I got yeah. can't up, oh, can't win now. My bad. Um, Oh yeah. That's so bad. Yeah. <laughs> I guess there was one thing. Let's see. There's a couple things I forgot. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Uh, on the H3 podcast, they were talking about him having, some some secret beef that somebody called him up uh you know what i'm talking about that called up ethan and said like hey uh, left a message that was very mean is what they said right you know what i'm talking yeah. about yes do you know who that is no no okay clue. i'm pretty sure it's philip defranco you think so well you surprised me uh in the past, in this, yeah. they, they said that uh, Trisha called him overweight, uh, and yes. that's something she said about him on the podcast in the past. Uh, so putting two and two together makes me think that it, that it's probably Philip DeFranco, and that they call him one of the good guys. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that's yeah. who it is. Um, Burger tell King tweet. Oh, go yeah. ahead. Yeah, tell the audience a little about the Banksy arc. Was what I was going to say. That was oh the thing. Yeah, they burned a Banksy painting on on like a live stream, right. and then it sold for like a ton of money, right? The ashes from the painting, yeah. right? Which I mean, that's very Banksy, a very Banksy it's thing to do, right? Banksy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burger King got in kind of trouble this week. Jesus Christ! It talking was... about being stupid. What was it? International Women's Day. Or something? Yeah. Right. International Women's Day. It reads, Women belongs in the kitchen. And then if you look underneath that, like in the reply tweets, they wrote, oh, yeah. because only 20% of uh, 
uh, chefs in kitchens are women or something. So they're trying to make a point right. of like women uh, women empower empowering women to be uh, chefs, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. But it was clearly they were just doing it to like uh, to make a stir so people would look to, like pay attention and be and that this is that whole thing that I was talking about earlier is like you can put things out. Uh, and have them be really bad, and the whole idea is like just get the word Burger King out there. It doesn't matter if it's a hor if it's horrible story because me and you are now talking about it right now, bro. So right? Yeah. Uh, Chinese suit <laughs> tried to pass off the Rottweiler as a wolf. <laughs> Visitors to the. Xing Wushan Shu in Chinjing, Hubei's province, China, were confused this week that they found a Rottweiler in the wolf enclosure. <laughs> oh, that's pretty funny. Uh, yeah. Uh, I found that this. You remember when we talked about the fourth industrial revolution as like a main topic a long ass time ago? Yeah. Go ahead, click that YouTube search link. I, I found there's this company called Lumen Technologies, and they have like five commercials, all like five or six commercials, all about uh, powering the fourth industrial revolution. Oh, it's very. Do you watch one? If you want to, I mean, uh, yeah. Oh. Why don't you? There's four of them, so pick which one you want to watch. I guess. I want to see retail in the industrial revolution. Okay. It's like a minute 35. Yeah, look, g- yeah. Give me a countdown. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Give me, give me a countdown. In three, two, one, go. Powered by Lumen. Retail. Retail customers are more than customers. Okay. They're individuals. They are? Really? Ellen, Jamie. Okay. Marcus. And okay. Marcus looked very upset. To be <laughs> what happened? Why did Marcus look so upset at the end there? He's like, that's not my name. My name's Tim. <laughs> now you can do both in ways that are nothing short of revolutionary. Imagine knowing what people want even before they do. Offering dynamic, personal... Imagine knowing what people want before they do, Fro. Minority Report. <laughs> Bespoke offers mm-hmm. in real time and grab-and-go shopping. Imagine reducing costs at every link of the supply chain. Imagine nobody having a job. Robots monitoring and controlling inventory. Autonomous delivery vehicles. Shelves restocking themselves. This is the fourth industrial revolution. And there's one company that was born to enable it. Lumen. With nearly 50,000 miles of fiber across the planet. Edge computing that moves the cloud closer to you. Automated blocking of security threats. And low latency where it matters most in the most demanding business. <laughs> this is so messed up. It's like the most like to turn uh, Jamie future and time. What is what's the word for it? Loyal customers. Uh. Welcome to the fourth industrial revolution. Welcome to Lumen, the platform for amazing things. It's just wow. so dystopian, isn't it? It's that so like that is so. Ooh, fucking way. It's like this society in the future where nobody has to work, I guess, according to, to yeah. this. So, what it looks like outside these stores that we're seeing is like just homeless people all over the street, is what I. <laughs> 
Uh, well, with that, I think uh, I'm done with things I want to talk to you about. Uh, I think I will do this in one week. What do you say about that? Do what in one week? This podcast. Uh, yeah, let's make a plan to do another podcast in one week. Yeah, let's plan to do that. Okay. Okay. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, citizen.